0: Hmm.
1: Welcome back again uh to another episode of the Trick Way. Right, thanks for joining us again, Gray. Um we are back a day later purely because uh we're now finished with Lord Dex, thankfully, maybe. Uh although I do yeah, miss I do you. I do miss the Cerritos. I do like I've got a, fo- a new love for it now. Uh but yeah, just some bad writing there. But we wrapped um, up. If you haven't seen it, it's the last episode was a beast. It was an hour forty. It's a talking heads video, put it in the background and just clean the toilet or something i don't know clean uh, we're here for you we're here for your entertainment um but yeah this is star trek prodigy so uh on un- officially it's still the first season um but they took a massive break in the middle they've done 10 episodes and i think they're going to do another 10 although i don't know the exact count yeah i think I think so. Another ten, yeah. So it's Which still actually
0: a lot, because that's twenty yeah. episodes well, that's... No- nobody's doing twenty episodes of this. Not anything.
1: anymore. They used to for Trek all the time. Yeah. Um they should have just called this season two. So we're unofficially calling it season one point five because it kinda makes sense. Um sure. but this episode's called Asylum. Uh, purely because remember from the last I had to watch the uh, catch up their heading. They used their proto yeah. star drive thingy that I still don't fully understand. And got themselves yeah. pretty much to the edge of the Alpha Quadrant and they're going to be looking for asylum. So yeah, we'll we'll kick in. Um in fact, first of all, really briefly, Grade, do you did you have to watch the last episode of the first part again to remind yourself, or have you got an amazing memory?
0: Um I didn't watch the last episode. I thought they were gonna do some kind of recap, but they didn't, so that's okay. Yes. But I was... still I pretty much remembered most of what I saw, so
1: it wasn't too you know, good. much of a stretch. Good, good, good. That's, that's sorted of then. Yeah, so basically, uh, I got big... This scene, uh, first scene, I got uh, big vibes of um, the Star Trek Into Darkness movie, which, yeah, I know we don't really like talking about, but unfortunately it's a thing uh, at the very, very start because the crew... We we come on the crew chasing a random creature through the water like some kind of alien type whale, uh, and they're being careful not to break the prime directive because of the locals, uh, local fish type creature things. Um, we have like Avatar. The, av- the Av Is that the, is that what they're called? Oh well, well yeah, I got vibes no, that, actually. <laughs> they're like they're like a cross between Avatar and maybe uh, or, and the and the Aquaman the Black Aquaman just have the Trident things, yeah, thing there? yeah. Yeah, that as well, Griff. Um And they're chasing this thing through. I, I, I like it was a nice way to open the episode, I guess. Um, Gwen, yeah. who's the, yeah. the the one that's uh, attached to the diviner. Um, her father's that's a her diviner. Brother. She's got yeah. the long kind of hair, and she's got that kind of metal thing that kind of molds to her will, to whatever she thinks. Basically, looks like, she looks like Avatar.
0: I mean, think about it. She looks a lot like the the creature. Well, she does
1: paint her blue, proper blue, and she does, yeah. Yeah, I would say so, mate, yeah. Yeah. We'll just call Avatar then. screw it. We'll make up names for all these characters anyway. (laughs) Um, So we've got, her name's Gwen, and she, um, well, she's uh, joining the guys on a chase. She has visions of her father from the last episode. He's supposedly dead, you know, so but we'll get to that. Uh, He keeps saying it's a weapon. And you're like, okay, right, very good. Uh, but this distracts her because she's, she's flying the the vehicle uh, through the water, which I've noted here, Gray. The whale's trying to gobble it up more than once, this little ship. It looked a right. bit like that squid ship that uh, Spock flew at the beginning of Into Darkness. Do so you remember that thing the, with the, the Red Matter yeah, ship thing? Yeah, kind of vaguely, yeah. And Geordi the Forge makes it. So I know you've probably tried to put it out of your brain because Kelvin... And we can, uh, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: I know, I know, mate. I know. Um, hopefully, they don't cover it too much of the Kelvin verse stuff, and we'll let,
0: we'll never let them off of it. If we can, um, <laughs> you, these alternate timelines with all these different movies, are I I get it, messing us it's up. Like, now instead of having to keep track of one timeline, I've got to go, oh, yeah, that timeline. Oh, wait, there's a third, oh, wait, there's a fourth one. What, what, which one are we talking
1: about? Yeah, and is it in the past? Is that in the future? Is it is it the Mirror Universe? Yeah. Is it? oh my god, yeah. Confusing, yeah, um, and don't throw time travel in there too
0: because then it's all, oh,
1: all no, don't, stuff. no, please don't, mate. Uh, so no, Naughty noted you seem to be a fan of this so far, mate. You're liking the animation style and whatnot, and happy to see oh, yeah. it back. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, d- the difference, I mean, lower decks obviously is animated, but lower decks is more cartoony and kiddie comedy kind of thing. Um, not that it doesn't have some serious p- moments, but the but the but it's meant to be cartoony and, and funny. Um, this one's meant to be more serious. Uh yes, the the audience is more teenage or late teen, early twenties kind of thing. Uh, but if done properly, and this show is done properly, uh many people of of most any age could enjoy it. Yeah. Um and the animation is not cartoony looking, it's more more on the realistic side yeah. slash animation, I guess, if you want to kind of call it that. Yeah. You know, not not like a Disney animation, not like a Pixar animation. More yeah, like kiddie graphics, um, kiddie cartoons. Yeah, almost more like a, a uh maybe an Americanized kind of anime. It's it's more it's sense. more I know it's all done by CGI these days, Gray, but back
1: in the olden days they would do Mickey mouse type cartoons a lot more old Mickey. school and manual, wouldn't they? Whereas now the UCGI yeah. for everything, but you'd imagine that's all pure. You have to do storyboards, but they create that all in computers from scratch. Well, uh, the,
0: the difference is the art, the the artists that draw it are still. Yeah. And people sometimes forget this. They're going like, "Oh, you do it on the computer, so you're not really an." No, artist. you have to do storyboards but always initially. Right, you you have to draw it, and basically, all the difference is that the computer's more or less capturing what you're drawing as opposed to a camera. In the old days, they used to use animation cells, and they would have to. Hand draw and hand paint the cell, and then take a picture of it, and then do the next cell with a slight amount of movement, and then take the next cell. But very hell tedious, that. very long. Took years. The computer now has been able to cut away all that, so that now they can draw and take the pictures faster. And yeah, you draw into animate. the
1: computer. You draw into the computer
0: now oh, with yeah, these fancy packs. machines, and it, yeah. it
1: captures that immediately. Yeah, yeah, sure. it, yeah. I mean, how we doing old animation? They,
0: group? they still like like you said, they still storyboard it for real on like real storyboards to show mm-hmm. uh, whether that be, whether that be a physical storyboard or a storyboard that, or something that they drew and then they, they printed out the storyboard. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. Still, they still storyboard. They always. And then that. they get into the intricacies, you know, but CGI has opened it up. I think a, a, an amazing world for animators now because they can do so much. Yep. Yeah. And if you think about scenes like, um, um, if you go back to like Fantasia, where the, you had the scenes of the of the of the uh, broom carrying the buckets, and in the background you see hundreds of them, right? Yep. Well, every time they did that, they had to go back in and make a new cell and redraw every one of those hundreds of of uh, yeah, that, of, yeah. of uh, brooms. But now with CGI, they can basically say, okay, well, this doesn't have to be redone each time. So we just take my original drawing, tell the computer to make a whole bunch of them, yeah, um, and then it'll animate and wow does that save a lot of time yeah 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 i mean yeah. that that's like really you know amazing so now you can almost really appreciate what the old animators had to go through i mean that oh yeah was, that was painstaking stuff. The hell with that gray man i mean i just can must if you don't come home at night
1: miserable after a little while from your work <laughs> how was your work today honey i'd love to say it's great but it was can't just see some of the but my cat my, my character moved Five steps forward today, love. Yeah.
0: <laughs> really? That <Thought> many? Okay. <laughs> the, the stories we'll never hear of the old animators going home and saying, I hate them damn dwarfs. <laughs> but you know, do you
1: not know remember the, uh, what do they call, flick book
0: or something where you draw
1: something, little stick character, yeah. and then on yeah. the next page you move them slightly and then you just go... And it, it looks oh like yeah, a yeah. When
0: cool. I was, a, yeah, when I was a kid, I could only draw stick figures. Same man, yeah, that. yeah, It's great, yeah. And I and I did a pet, pa- and it really is pretty cool. It's kind of like, oh, wow, I'm actually animating something.
1: I I done one of them great, but I, it was a little bit rude. I won't say what it was, but you can use your imagination. Yeah, that's what kids, you know, kids these days, man. Yeah, well, anyway. that's
0: another whole market,
1: but uh, oh, it certainly is. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, right, we're we already diversion. Uh, which right. We do well. Um, okay. So. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. Jacob Pog, who I love this guy. I love all those characters for different reasons. They're all just adorable. Um, <laughs> he does say, I swear I'll never be eaten alive again. So something's happened to him in the past. Uh, yeah, really I was kind look... of
0: wondering about that. I was like, again? I Is there I... backstory?
1: <laughs> was he gobbled up by a whale in the past? We don't know about it. There's a lot of backstory to these guys we don't know, mate. That's the thing, because Lord Dykes has got three okay. seasons under its belt. This has got half of a season, so... Ah, they've got so much potential. Um but I like Jacob Pog. Uh he's the food eater of the franchise and you'll find out why shortly. The the crew ask help from uh Zero. She's a Medusin, if you remember. If you what if you see their true form, right. you go nuts. So um she's in like some kind of robot shell thing that floats and right. she's got hands, she can replicate things. She's a great character, and I recognise the I recognise the voice, whoever plays her. I'll need to look into that actress because it's familiar but anyway um mm. she asked for help from zero who's still in the proto star at the time uh zero takes the proto star just above the water more into darkness scenes there are vibes i think it was into darkness anyway um yeah it's into darkness um and she literally beams the whole bloody whale up again star trek four vibes here as gray's naughty damn right well <laughs> and Star Trek Four did it way before.
0: I know, uh, the I know. Darkness is ripping it off. So. I know. It's, it's not a bad thing borrowing good ideas, as long as you don't abuse it and borrow it too much. Well, let's yeah, let's go back on that one. It's good to borrow ideas, but not just totally. Oh, like off.
1: you don't want to plagiarize. You want to borrow and then put your own spin on it. Basically, I mean, yes.
0: te- technically, to be honest, and I'm now I'm nitpicking a little, but technically, to be not honest, like I you, would rather them. I would rather in this episode. They had beamed up something other than a whale-like creature because it's, this is the third time it's been done. True, yes. Kind of yes. like. Can you think of some other interesting creature you could have done that with? Even though it was done well, I, I get um, it. You uh, know, and, and so, a ten, so a
1: ten-legged polar bear who doesn't need
0: to live in ice. Maybe I, I don't know. But yeah, anything, anything else? But yeah. I mean, this is this is one of the pet peeves I have, and you, I know you do too. Where okay, if you're going to, let's say, pay homage or or perhaps. Uh, lift an idea from a previous Trek episode of something. I mean, do it, try to do it a little differently. You don't have to just lift it, yeah. Okay. To... You're right, because I'm... it was almost exactly the same as Star Trek 4, which was exactly the same as Darkness. Next exactly end with Into Darkness
1: from that beginning yeah. bit where they don't want to screw up the local inhabitants, yeah. You're right, man. Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna argue with you. We are nitpicking, but that's what we do. Um, but yeah, so it play it beams the whole bloody whale up because at this time. They've actually, the whales managed to gobble up their, uh, the, the crew's little squid ship thing that they've got. Uh, so Protos, uh, sorry, uh, squid ship and whale hole, probably with some water as well. The whole thing's beamed right up. The Protostar's literally right above the water, catches them all, and then just goes back up into space. Um, I, I did know Into Darkness... Uh, movie here which kind of i like that scene from the movie mate. i don't like the kelvin verse and all that but that scene mm. at the start where kirk's being a bit naughty whereas in into darkness the enterprise was actually underwater in the seabed which mm. i know it's got technology and shields and all that but i'm still that i think scotty yeah. pretty much says she's kind of taking a pound and it's too much for a ship it's not designed to do that even in the future uh, so they beam the whole thing up. Go back into space. Gray notices uh, Star Trek Four vibes here. So did I, although I didn't mention it. Um, they're doing good things in the universe and getting quite attached to hologram Janeway. Yeah, because Dal gives her a big hug. I didn't mention that. A new experience for a hologram. Janeway says we're a big fan of this uh, Janeway hologram character, aren't we? Grey?
0: Yeah, and it's not, it's nice to see the characters are from where they've been to where they are right now. Are you know? You, you got to put your trust sometimes in some in something or someone, and yeah. maybe it's a hologram, but it's it's the closest thing to being a sentient kind of person yeah. as you as you can get. Um, and it was nice. I thought it was a nice little touching scene that this kid, the one that just well at the beginning of the series was like, "Don't touch me, don't you know?" Don't yeah, remember that. Me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, blah blah blah, is giving her a big hug is. Like a motherly type hug, and then of course the hologram is like shocked at this and just goes, "Well, this is a new experience for a hologram." Yeah, it goes one eighty. Yeah, yeah. The characters are completely coming out of their
1: shells. Apart from Zero, we don't want her to come out of shell. Not again, otherwise everyone's going to be screwed.
0: Uh, I do like what. Yeah, I think what I like about this too that, and I'm not trying to, uh, knock knock lower decks entirely. Although I do because I don't think it's the quality of this show. Uh, this show, I think, has developed carrier, the carrier the characters much better than Lower Decks, and it isn't easy because they only did ten episodes, and yet they are actually able to move the characters along. I thought at a decent pace where it wasn't, wasn't too fast. What too Lower crazy. Decks or Prodigy? Sorry, uh, no Prodigy, because okay. I think the way Prodigy handles its characters' uh, development is is better than the way they yeah. did Lower Decks. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, and and you know, and
1: far less of the time they've managed to do a far better job in far
0: less time. Yeah, in yeah, in ten episodes, you feel like you've been through stuff. Yeah, you know with, stuff with these characters mm-hmm. and everything. And I know the shows are different, you know, because one's more of a comedy, or whatever. But still, the, the, the characters got to be developed. Any good comedy, I mean, look at some of the comedies that uh, that have been on TV that lasted eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, you don't. You don't last that long without good writing, good directing, good acting, and good character development. Falls back on writing. You know. You know. I, mean, you know. I don't know if you've ever watched a, a show like Frasier and some Frasier episodes. Mul- I mean, it won multiple, multiple Emmy awards for best comedy. It won so many comedy awards that there was there was years where they took themselves out of the running. Believe it or not. What? Um, yeah, <laughs> and the and the characters in that are so wonderfully done and so excellently written. It's just you could pick up any Fraser episode and there's 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 not a one you could you could dislike. They were just too good. Classic back in the day, mate. That's what you want to see. And that's what you should get in proper character development. That's what all writers want to have, well I would assume they do, except the bad ones. There's enough of them around. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. But that's but that's a and I didn't mean to digress, but I'm deep diving on what you did mean to digress. That's why I know, but but those are the reasons I think people really need to look at when they watch a show like that. If you don't have that kind of character development, you may not even realize it sometimes. But then you'll sit and ask your questions like, "So where did this guy come from, and what did he do, and why am I not interested?" Because they never developed the character properly, and you lose interest.
1: Listen to Grey Gamer, 25 people, boys and girls. He's been involved in the entertainment industry in one way or another for a few decades, safe to say. So, (laughs) yeah, pay attention. Um, Okay, so um, back on track, The, the Protostar crew then beam the whale back down i guess somewhere else um it's not clear if it's somewhere else in the planet or another planet uh, let's assume it's the same planet i think it was they just had to take it away and take it probably to the other side of the planet beam it back down so it could be with it's uh with the lady whale you know what i'm saying um yeah. and they can all be happily ever after the after they they do their good deeds the crew approach their first Federation relay station, uh, beautifully named CR seven two one. They just get no. They've got no charisma, no imagination in the twenty fourth century, man. CR seven two one sounds like a registration plate, but anyhow. Um, and we then see a tunnel uh, uh, latch on uh, to the to the, the space or not space station the relay station and i was wondering what it, it looked like uh instead of the old-fashioned tunnel bridge things that come out from the ship uh right. to to the relay station this looked holographic in nature and Gray mentions here tunnels probably some kind of modified tractor beam uh, or it could very well be a hologram because generally a hologram can touch things so the true the same is true right. the opposite way so but the thing is what i don't like about that gray is if the power goes even backup power you're up a certain creek without a paddle i'm more of
0: a it could very well be that but i'm more of a person to believe it's a modified tractor beam because you would have to have a lot more power to sit there and make this thing out in the middle of space stretch out to a to a station than you would internally in a a holograph deck i mean that's just the way I would like to believe it but either yeah.
1: way it did look cool we, we we will talk about uh, the tractor beam again later on because it does come back again to be fair um, now if you remember rightly and I only remember this at that scene uh, because I'd forgotten it previously that uh, the diviner the bad guy uh, at the end of the last season um, Gwen's father basically put a virus onto the protostar which meant that if it ever got ...direct connection to any other Federation ship, Starfleet ship, whatever, it would literally know to go onto that ship, transfer itself, and then multiply, do what a virus does, and then start wreaking havoc from within the side. Which I like that idea, that plot, because they're going to go through this season... Wanting to mm. speak to Starfleet, but not being able to. And they're going to come across as the bad guys in some scenes, I think, Ray. And they don't want to be. Because we'll get to this in a moment, how they try and actually come across. And they're wanting asylum, hence the name. Um, this virus spreads. Oh, it's about to start spreading. Um, the first, This is the first time we see the crew in their new Starfleet uniforms. Uh, uh, Hologram Janeway gets them kittied out. I thought they looked pretty cool. I wasn't sure if they yes. were cadet uniforms, gray, but maybe they're a new version of that because gray. Thinks they're tailored for a younger audience. They look pretty good to me. Yeah,
0: you like. I them? think. I think they are going towards a what they look at as being an academy type student wear or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, so young officers, you know, are you know uh, cadets, whatever. So this is what they would wear. I think. It, I think it looks good. Yeah. It, it it gives them the look of being cadet as opposed to anything else. Yeah, yeah. Light blue. I liked it. I was a big yeah. fan of it to be fair. So
1: um it was nice to see them. They were a bit panicky, a bit, you know, uh captain and all that. They were a bit um unsure of themselves on the bridge. What if they don't like us and what, what if they give us into trouble and they don't take us on uh, on board and put us into Starfleet and whatnot and uh, Jay, you know hologram jamie's like well you just have to make them you know be yourself and she's got confidence in them yeah. she's growing to love these these uh, guys so and i think they they should be given special dispensation when they do catch up finally and be allowed to enter uh but anyway um not with that virus aboard well yeah the virus is cool we'll get to that there's a <laughs> i call him a quirky little officer right He's a bit mm-hmm. weird, and I kind of get it because he's in the middle of nowhere for so long. He's right. already on this the station, and thank you for catching his name, Gray. Uh, Barnes Frex. That's a cracking name. Uh, <laughs> the animation's so good that he's got the kind of monk-type hairdo. And what I mean by that is the hair that goes all around here in the ball patch, and I've always said to my friends who start getting that, as soon as you get this ball patch, just take it all off. You don't want to look like a monk. Just shave the lot. Go for it, man. Uh, this guy's not got the memo. He's rocking the monk hairdo um the crew introduce themselves to Barnes and he introduces themselves back he the the crew admit that they have borrowed stroke stole the ship uh and obviously Barnes is you know he's struggling to take this all on it's a lot of information um but he says you know that's fine we'll, we'll get you to speak to the powers that be and they'll they'll sort this out because it's above his pay grade you know um, they then have to be entered into the system. So they stand in this uh, scanner, which, think of a fancy scanner, you get to the airport and put a 24th century vibe in it, and you've, yeah. you've got your scanner. Um, and I forgot about this, Gray. I, I'm a bit disappointed in myself. Uh, the Jacob Pog, because he's a tail right? Uh, he steps onto the scanner and... It says t- he didn't think he'd been the system, and they're like the guys like, no, no, you're there. Tell right, uh, you're one of the founding members of the federation, and he's got this little smug look in his face. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. nice, you know. I, d- I forgot about that, Gray. I'm disappointed in myself, mate.
0: Yeah, I, did, I I forgot at the time too, and I actually you back up because I always I knew that it was Earth, and I knew it was Bulk, and I knew it was Endor, and- Endoria, but I had forgotten the fourth one until they said it like oh yeah 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 was no, that was
1: cool. that established in star trek enterprise or was that established oh, yeah. in the tos uh I believe
0: was
1: it, it was enterprise, tos, it? Was it TOS <laughs> not enterprise right okay cool i wasn't sure of who done it first okay um so yeah grey notes here uh, the founding was 2161 and let's say earth and vulcan and Teller prime so good to know um founding member on board. um <laughs> Now Murph, who's probably my favourite character. I love that this, this little guy. He's the little mm-hmm. gelatinous character. He looks like slime, right? Think of um, uh, what's it called? The other sci-fi show, the Orville. Uh, think Orville, of I mean, think, I mean, think yeah. of what's his name? The the green guy, the green goo guy. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. um. Think of him, but he's more like a snail. He stands up and he's light blue. And he doesn't say anything, he just makes all these adorable cute noises. Uh he's called Murph. We don't know what his name is. I think they just named him Murph. Um yeah. and he goes on he goes on to the scanner. And I think uh Barnes literally says, Well, I'll be a Horta's uncle. I have no clue what that means, but I had a chuckle uh, when I heard this. Do you know what a Horta's uncle is? Oh, eh? I, I exactly googled this? What it means.
0: And it did you check the uh, notes right there? That I, what I put there. TOS, the Devil in the Dark. Does it come from that? Season one, episode twenty-five. Yep. Does it? it right. A, yep. That was actually another another very good episode because you're supposed to be watching these. Trev, I haven't <laughs> I haven't
1: watched all of them. You're supposed to be watching Discovery.
0: So, uh huh, uh huh. You'll see what I'm talking about. The Horde is a very famous. It's a very famous episode. It's a very famous creature. Okay. Uh, but the creature looks real menacing, and it kind of looks like a oh i guess like a like a blob with a bunch of rocks stuck on it and it just moves around like a like a weird turtle or snail okay. actually it moves very fast and the story on, uh, on the original uh series was that basically this thing was killing some of the miners on a planet and they, of course they want to destroy it and kill it um and then they end up finding out uh, you know eventually it, i do not blow it for you you still should see the episode but basically oh, yeah. it was it was being it was actually a mother that was protecting its eggs because the miners were destroying the eggs as they were mining, not really thinking twice about what these things were. They didn't really care. Um, And so in the end, the hoarder was actually an intelligent, very intelligent species. Um, And it actually helped the miners because as the babies hatched, they burrow through stone as if they move through the air. And so they just go right through it. They're picking up all kinds of crazy deposits of everything and, they're the hoarders are doing the work and they're happy for it. Ah, so that's where that all comes from. So if you're if you're it's been around a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And the episode was a very good actually. Very famous scene too where uh Spock mind melds with the hoarder.
1: I uh um, pretty cool. I, I love that little tidbit and I'm glad me uh, Gray's memory of uh, older trick is, is better than mine because uh, that's a cracking little segue and I'm glad they're picking up some cool little Easter eggs like that. Um, so there you go, there's where the saying comes from Horta's uncle, uh, Star Trek the original series, The Devil in the Dark Season 1, Episode 25 um, we then have uh, we then go to Zero she says that if they say her true for, uh, form, they will all go mad The <laughs> Baroness Frex basically says it's too late, Being stuck uh, all the way out here, it's too late for me something along those lines uh, a nice little comeback to Zero um, is a uh, Mentions here because I already love this Barnus Flex guy. He's a bit of a loser, but he's you know, I'm on his side. Yeah. I'm on his side. Um,
0: you're being stuck way out there that long it's kind of, yeah, you'd, you'd be
1: anxious. a gray. You, if you're stuck out there that long, you're a couple of crystals short of a warp court. You really are. Um, yeah. so yeah, uh, I like this character. The last person to get scanned is uh, Dal, the captain, uh, and he thinks uh, Starfleet won't know who he is. Uh, but as soon as he steps on the scanner, it comes up with not quite a red alert, but like a flashing, flashing message on his name, uh, and it basically says that you know, Starfleet command need to talk to him right away, so they know who he is. They know what's going on. So that was interesting, I thought. Uh, maybe they do know who he is, because he doesn't know his backstory.
0: He well, doesn't. He, and Donald immediately assumes that this is all a good thing, but they, it might not well, be a good thing never make assumptions
1: of star trek we've learned that one yeah. um but yeah so uh they do they know he is probably at this stage anyway i would imagine jamie might have something to do with this um second time <laughs> i noticed that Barnes says welcome to the final frontier because he is way out there and the crew the guys just keep saying why does he keep saying that I'm asking this I just, I found that a chuckle. The dude is dramatic. You're right, Graze, you know, it's here, but, you know, if you were a Starfleet crew, you'd maybe acknowledge that or have a little chuckle. These other guys are just like, huh? Oh, what's the final front. We got Protostar. There's no such thing as the final frontier. That's another galaxy. Um, <laughs> it's another movie, too. I, well, there you go, exactly. Uh, so, we do. All, there's always a little noise somewhere. We go back to the past, um uh, this next scene, we go back to the past and we see the actual launch of the Protostar just before it. We see the real Vice Admiral Janeway and Captain Chakotay, Um And is getting ready to actually go back to the Delta Quadrant. I don't know if they say why he's doing it or not, Gray. I may have missed that, but he's going back there yeah. anyway. There's things to do. Um, and he's... I mean, I guess
0: I'm I'm assuming the Protostar was built because they needed something that could travel Fast out there, and something that could be more of a i guess a dedicated uh exploration uh, vessel and yeah. Cote apparently we're guessing here apparently was picked and his crew to head out to that to the uh delta quadrant in the protostar so we don't really know we're learning a little more backstory now about what why the protostar even came around, but it's all little bits and pieces, so we don't know everything yet um We could get into a whole thing at another point about the protostar because we don't know a
1: hell of a lot of it. It seems like some kind of little small star at the heart of it that powers it, which makes sense and sci-fi and it's great, but uh, it's one of these things that you've got new forms of propulsion that they probably won't bring in permanently because it's not Star Trek. It's kind of a shame because it it looks like it's based on actual proper science fiction, um, but they might not take it in because then you're getting about the galaxy far too easy. For me, Grey... I think we should be able to get about the galaxy at this stage in Star Trek easier than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, they could do it in bloody Stargate after a while. It took them longer. They could get about the galaxy easier. I'm not saying go to other galaxies, but at this stage, I think we should be able to go a bit quicker. So, use th- I mean, Jane Lee's ship that we'll talk about in a moment, it's got Slipstream built into it. And I think it's on kind of on par with the Protostar's power, so... Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're getting there slowly, but we haven't seen it in live action yet. We've only seen it in animated shows, so I hope they bring it forward is what I'm trying to say. Um, great notes here as well, and I have to concur with them. It is brilliant to see Robert Beltran back again. Uh, Beltran even, sorry. Um, the original actor, he... I mean, if you see him in real life, he is getting on in years. and I don't think he's had a tough paper run, but he's voicing a character. You don't see that it's his younger Chakotay self. It was just great, because they both, the Janeway and Chakotay have a hug. So, and that was another thing, that was a potential relationship thing back in the day, Grey. It may or may mm-hmm. not happen, but it didn't in the end. So you were happy You were happy to see uh, your old boy uh, Chakotay back sure. in the... Uh, nice uh, that
0: they can bring back some of the actors to do their parts, which is kind of neat.
1: He's not my favourite Commander, but he's not my worst either. Uh, I grew to kind of have a soft spot for him, but He's got some stiff competition ahead of him, so we'll maybe do that at some point. Like We've done top captains. We'll uh, do top commanders.
0: I think I, the reason I like that character, uh, especially when it was in Voyager, is at that time, they had never gotten a Native American in yeah. as a crew of a starship, which is kind of weird, because that would have been one of the first ones I would have put in. You thought. Um, so, the, so it was something that they neglected, uh, and finally did put it in when Voyager came. It was kind of
1: cool. Yeah, um, yeah, nice little touch. He had some good episodes yeah. as well. Um, sure, uh, definitely a fan of them. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Um, on the relay station, Zero is actually trying to unlock more of Gwen's memories because um, uh, Gwen got whammyed at the end of uh, last season or the first part of the season by seeing uh, Zero in her natural form, which would normally kill or make anyone else paint permanently crazy, but Gwen, her physiology, was able to survive it, although her marbles were uh, scrambled a little bit, so, and it's yeah. a kind of med station, it's a medical bay, it's a fancy one of these scanner booth things that she goes into. Um uh, we <laughs> Great, we then see our boy, Jank and Pog, demolishing a massive pile of hot dogs. The boy can eat uh, he's eaten the place out of house and home. Literally, there'll be no power left in the replicators by the time he's finished. Um, I couldn't eat even eat half of those hot dogs, so he's doing well. Um, <laughs> then Barnus tries to uh, get the logs off the proto star to see what's going on, and then the shit's about to hit the fan, people. The virus underneath... It looks like a virus. It looks like a digital virus sitting in the middle of the ship. It's weird. Uh, They they tried to visualize it. They didn't need to, but they were trying to visualize it I get. And then it starts glowing red or redder and getting angry. And then basically the signal, the logs pass through from ship to relay station, start infecting the uh, station itself. A bunch of random stuff happens, crazy things, doors open and close, and the usual malfunctions you see... And all the Star Trek shows when things go wrong. Um but uh <laughs> including the, good thing I noted this down. Jank and Paul gets a bonus out of this because the replicator starts launching hot dogs at him one after the other, and he thinks he says he what does he say? He says, all you can eat buffet. So he's loving it. The shit set in the fan, but he's loving it. Great yeah, notes thought,
0: here i thought but, the hot dogs that came out the second time would be the ones i'd like more because they're they're a little charred you know a bit on the grill i mean me you know? it could
1: be it could be set to whatever charred level you want it's a replicator god damn it it's true but
0: they're coming up you know that's but, want, funny but them. a bit
1: dumb gray says i have to agree with that it's a bit dumb we don't mind silly little things in there as long as it's uh, handled properly and i think they did to mm-hmm. be fair um now uh more proverbial starts hitting the fan because gwen's pod starts filling up with water i don't know why there's bloody water in this thing but anyway she can't get out she's stuck she's locked in there the water starts filling up due to the malfunctions that are going on uh, Well,
0: that's. A, it, i mean liquid coming into a a, a a capsule like she's in is therapy they do that they do that now so she'd maybe have think, a mask
1: on to breathe, and then it would fill it up or something. Right. New. If
0: it was if it was happening normal, which it wasn't normal, she would have been in a suspension tank, and you know, which is a, which is a proper treatment that they do today. Um, but right. this one whacked, and she didn't have a mask, and so she's getting ready to drown inside this thing. She I kind of wonder that. Well, well, we, we can go ahead and talk about how she got out. I had a little question. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure.
1: I'll finish off the point for sure. Um, so while she's in there struggling to get out, it actually pants to the outside of the station, and the station's phasers or phaser turrets, I guess, start firing upon itself, like literally just not even on the Protostar at itself, you kind know, of trying to take itself apart. Gwen then gets uh, flashbacks to her past when she's in the water. Seems to be any time there's some kind of trauma or stress that she's going through, she gets these flashbacks. Yeah and she hears her father again saying it's a weapon it's a weapon uh although the guys the crew do try to save her and try and get in but they can't get through this this bloody capsule gwen saves herself she literally summons that talic thing that responds to her dna turns it into like a a, a sword type thing a chiv and breaks out and saves herself and and she's all right thankfully um But you had what was your question what was your point you wanted
0: to to make the only thing i couldn't figure out is is why she waited so long to pop her weapon to get her out of there i mean the thing's filling up with water i would immediately gone to the to the weapon and gotten out of there and yet she just waited till it filled up she was almost well
1: i think it's because at the very start she does try initially to try and get out like let's try and bang things and move things about and the things you do when you're freaking out naturally but then she gets the flashback i think when you're in the flashback moment for however long or short it is you are not doing much of anything it's shortly after that she tries to get herself out but yeah really she knows she's got this and so she can't get out right off the bat just use that and get out you know, it
0: doesn't take a genius to figure that I, one out i actually kind of thought um i don't remember the name of the uh the big rock creature girl whatever rock I is it not just rock it, yeah you're right it is rock um, I thought she was going to take a bash at it. That would have looked more. Normal she did. Than me. She, I think
1: she hit it at one point, but um, if she it's... cracked it, it would have let all the water out. Yeah, That's but I, th- I think cool. even with a strong alien hitting it, I think it's designed to be almost unbreakable. That's the point. About... Rocker name is R O K. R O K is rock. Well, so... the
0: re- and the reason I was saying about her because she's awfully strong. Did you did you see the scene where uh, when the squid ship or whatever came out of the whale? She just catches it like it's nothing catches what and she catches the squid ship as it comes out of the whale's mouth like it's nothing it just no it way i forgot but i missed that jesus oh there you go if she can't get through this capsule thing then it must so, be made out of something she's awfully strong so she's like on a not hulk level but she's pretty strong so i figured she would just give it one good whack and nah. crack in it
1: starfleet engineers too good i'm sorry mate you need more than that to get through <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, uh, but we go back to Barnes and he literally runs into them in the, the hollow tunnel thing to the ship uh, and terms of phaser and the crew, basically saying, what the hell have you guys done? What have you brought here? What's going on? They're pleading innocence. Uh, he basically does one, like a coward, runs away and takes the last remaining escape pod. Um, and then Dal is... Gray puts credit down here for has a, a good idea because they're running out of things that they can actually do here. His good idea, although it's a bit bonkers at the same time, Gray, is to suit up, mm-hmm. sp- space suits on, helmets on. They're going to make a literal jump to the protostar. And I'm just thinking that's bonkers, man. You know, like they can't get beamed out for whatever reason, they can't get beamed out. Again, Star Trek stuff. They don't really say clearly. They just can't be beamed out, whatever. The the emitters are down, whatever. Um, the station is taking a good while to blow up. Well, this is happening great. I know it's a story plot thing, and we're nitpicking. But I'm sorry, that space station should have been gone in half the time it did, the way the destruction was going yeah. on. But we'll let it off for a story plot Yeah,
0: thing. it's remember, it's a teenage...
1: Hey, then not stop you, you ripping Lord Dex service. a new one for kids, so don't, don't you start and give them too much of a break.
0: But Lord Dex isn't really aimed at kids, though. It's, it's a, that's it's an more, adult thing, you're right. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. So, oh, yeah. But again, you know, you can cut a little bit of slack or, or whatever. Uh, the a jumping thing at first, at first when I, when they said they were going to jump off, I started s- having uh, uh, visions of Nemesis when Data or whatever was jumping from
1: Oh the yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And I started going like, uh, I don't know about this. This isn't really sounding right. Um, but to the credit, though, they, you know, Rock being into science, tries to figure out, you know, real quickly whether this can be done or not, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. So she figures it out, more or less. But the good thing I really liked about it that I thought was kind of cool and 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 at least a, a little unexpected, I suppose. Was that when they did jump off to aim for the protostar? Now in the old days, cartoon shows, right? They would have just been, "You made it! It's amazing! What a miracle!" They actually, technically, didn't make it. They missed it. Oh, uh, you're jumping ahead. Although, the although they, yeah, I I know, but I, I was just trying to make the point, and you'll you'll see. <laughs> we'll get to that. But she but she did that, and so I was looking at this. and I'm going like, okay, now that's kind of cool. Why would you assume that just because she kind of figured it out that they were always going to make it? Well you don't always make it and she didn't know everything and she didn't quite get there and it did miss but it came close so that was kind of like all right good that's good i kind of did like that as well because yeah
1: for the exact same reason gray mentioned there Uh, it's nice to actually see a bit of realism in that respect um but yeah it's literally down to rock she, she's a science officer even though she's got no bloody experience of being it she just can be a, she's a little bit better than other people at figuring things out far from being a science officer not her fault but they all rely on her basically even though they say you're the captain Dell, you should be doing it well you're the science officer okay so she's like <laughs> trying to figure it out and she's kind of eyeing it up and she's trying to make calculations and she's unsure of herself I mean, you
0: Like when, she, when she's looking like this with her hands. You I
1: love like, that. Eagles. I was like, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, but she and then you see equals MC2 and all these. Uh,
1: crazy
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like to. around her head. At oh, the meantime,
1: okay. the protostar's not going like, it's kind of moving about like this, you know, so it's far from, yeah. there's no pattern there. So um, she has to work it out briefly in her head. I'd expect only Spock or bloody Data to be able to do that, but she kind of figures roughly what to do and when to jump the whole time. The space station's almost blown up completely behind them and it's literally a countdown from 10 rock's not sure it's screw it let's keep going rock keeps uh zero keeps the count while rock's freaking out and then they all start running just before it blows up and make the jump Everyone's freaking. Out. I had a chuckle at this. A chuckle and a half, great. Everyone's freaking out. Ah, as they're going through, it pans to Murph, and Murph has just got his tongue hanging out, absolutely right, loving. Right. It. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm just thinking right. of a, you know, when you you stick a your your dog sticks its head out the car window. Sometimes it loves it, and the tongue's hanging out. This is yeah. Murph, no suit on. He it doesn't need a suit, so
0: loving everything, man. A good little nod oh. there. I think during the, the the first part of the season, the thing that they did figure out about Murph is that apparently there isn't really much that hurts him like at all.
1: No, I'd be still to find something that actually does. So there will be something. You can't have it completely invulnerable. Otherwise, I want a showdown with Superman. If that's the case.
0: Well, yes, but <laughs> the, I think the reason why they 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 parlay that against the fact that he's not that smart and he's kind of like a dog. It's. you don't know. So he can be invulnerable but the, the downside is that he's more like a dog you know I, how of. do you know it's a he i don't know i just took to the, i just went out of being like whatever he he
1: does what we all do when it comes to an animal all animals are he by default until we know otherwise
0: <laughs> well it's like a do- most t- even though it's stupid most times when you see a dog you tend to go he and when you see a cat you tend to you tend to go she when, duh, there's he and she on both sides. No, I don't think of a cat most of the time go he, but that's interesting. Anyhow,
1: we're we're of a different...
0: A cat is more more feline, which gets it to more of a... I don't know, what can I tell you? Digress.
1: There's digress and then there's completely changes the topics and subjects. We're both guilty of that. Um, So, as Grey spoiled before, because he likes spoiling things, they don't (laughs) make the jump. They miss it. By... Not a massive amount, but but a decent amount, I would say. They definitely miss it. Uh, Gray notice notice notes here, easy for me to say. Uh, good, but that was unexpected. We didn't. We we assumed we both assumed that they would get in because that's the kind of way we think. But they do. They they they, they don't make it. And an then I'm immediately thinking, Gray, shit, what's going to happen here? How right. they're going to save them? You know. Um, but the, the and and Gray might kind of elaborate on this point. The Protostar uses its tractor beam in them. Now, I'm like, what? I'm sorry. like I don't pretend to know the in-outs are tractor beams, but they are very powerful energy-type uh, devices that if you were to lock onto people, you'd probably rip them apart. Now, my theory is, and our clutching at straws, I know, Gray, they've dialed the, pow- the power right down to minimal, uh, even right. below that, to grab onto them and pull them in. Are you thinking the same?
0: Yeah, and plus they are wearing a suit, so there's a certain amount of protection that the suit's giving them as opposed to just bare skin.
1: This is true. I feel like bare skin would be dead well before they caught there, mate. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, the Um, funny thing was, I guess it was good that they did miss because when it looked like they were going to make it, or it looked like they were going, We're too fast, we're too fast, we're too fast. So it's going to be kind of like splat if they did.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the truth. That's.
0: there you go. It's good that they didn't make it. They didn't splat. So
1: you think they have splatted? I don't think they were going fast enough for that. Why does the the protostar needs to compensate for that? I've seen this in science fiction all the time. The receiving end needs to move with them so that they don't get squashed. That's the whole point.
0: Yeah, but the the whole thing when all this is going on is the protostar was getting all messed up too. Everything was getting messed up. That is That's true. Why they, they That's why it's moving about this like this. Right. Yeah. It was just it just happened to be lucky that more or less that when the two ships were basically rotating at the same speed. yeah. But even though they're rotating at the same speed, that that eliminated one part of the equation that made it easier, but the rest of it was going to be tough. That's to like, when to jump off. Cause it's you. Now your body is doing something different. So true. Can, that, make that's point. why she had to do the rough calculations and she got close, but it's, you know, that's pretty hard to do.
1: Yeah. No, it's a fair point. Um, so, yeah, kind uh, of almost getting to the end of the episode now. They're, they're back on the ship. Uh, Gwen remembers everything now. She starts getting more of the flashbacks, um, which kind of leads us on almost to the end of the episode. Um, but we do flashback not to the past, but to real Janeway. I know it was the past, actually. I tell you a lie. The, at this point, uh, the real uh, Admiral Janeway um, and, and her crew beam down to the the asteroid rock planet mine thing from the first half of the season. Um, I noted something a little silly here. They were using their uh, pads to track where uh, everything, everyone was. They seemed a bit more updated from the TNG ones that have tried to modernize them slightly, but not changing them mm-hmm. too much. like that little touch grey. Um, now, you can help me out with this point um, before we get to the main part. Do you remember the name of Jane Wee's ship? It's based on the Dauntless from Voyager, but it's called something else, and it does have slipstream. I didn't catch the name, did you? No. No, no, we'll have to look look, at that, because it'll be in in it it several times. I don't like the design of that ship. I thought it was bloody ugly in Voyager, and I think it's ugly here, but it makes sense to borrow that idea, because they did see it in Voyager. I mean, it looks more
0: like a a Prometheus design. Kind
1: of Prometheus, Dauntless type thing, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's got the slipstream in it. So, um, but and and also as well, is vice admiral higher than admiral or before it? No, since uh, vice it's admiral, before, then admiral, I think. So, what
0: did, do, what did they do
1: then? What do they do? They, what difference? They, they're just still admirals, they can go in ships but, if they want.
0: Yeah, but the, but it is one step, I believe, below. I'd have to look that up. I'm they're probably
1: below. more involved actually in ship based stuff, I'd imagine. So,
0: um no that's good that's good it's then it's kind of like when you do uh generals in the army one star two star three star
1: oh yeah because they've run out of ways yeah. to actually promote yeah. themselves um but the last very part of the episode is uh real chainways we're calling her real Jenny hologram jimmy real genways crew find the diviner's body floating uh up uh, in in the main area and it appears that he's in some kind of stasis. Dun dun dun. And I guess we we he's had all the. He's not dead. We assumed he
0: was dead, right?
1: But if you think about it, like uh, he's the same species as Gwen, because he kind of cl- not cloned her, but used his DNA to create her. Uh, they are made a st- st- uh, stern stuff. Uh, I can't remember yeah. the race. So. It kind of makes sense that they could put themselves into stasis. So no, he's presumably alive. I'm glad because I can't remember the guy's name. John Noble, I think maybe uh, that, that voices him from. He was in Fringe. If you ever saw that, it was. Uh, have you ever seen that Grey Fringe?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely fantastic science fiction show. That he was yep. brilliant at. It. He played a bonkers genius or a genius but a crazy guy. Uh, played the part really well. I've seen him in other things as well. He's great. Yeah, he's been around. So he's we literally, uh, grade notes down here that it's a uh, eight out of ten. Good stuff. Ten, some humour, although a bit cheesy. Yeah, sounds a bit right. Good character development, excellent animation, well written and acted. I'd have to mostly agree with that. Not because I'm lazy. I generally do think it's about eight out of ten. Um, was some tense moments in it. Yeah, some humour, not too much. We don't want too much humour. Otherwise, it turns into Thor, Love and Thunder, and no one wants that uh the characters are continuing to develop nicely yes and i love that animation that's my favorite animation still it almost looks more cgi than animation it's that good um and the voice characters are done cracking again so onwards and upwards great start to season 1.5 um we'll be back next week as well i know i'm traveling gray but we'll find a way i'll take my mic with me or something and we'll you know, hopefully the Thursday or something we can we can do that episode 2 or 12, sure. sorry. But yeah, anything else from you, Gray?
0: You good? You like that episode? Happy? Yeah, yeah. I'm very happy with it. I liked it originally and I'm glad it's back and I'm um, looking forward to seeing the rest of the season
1: the predominant animated show the better animated show, safe to say uh, but yeah, so the usual call to arms uh, as always guys um, if you don't mind giving it a like and a subscribe below if you like this format, thank you very much Grey, uh, always put comments below, don't be scared to ask us to do things to improve, we don't pretend to be experts and anything you'd like to see covered at all in Star Trek, let us know and we'll, we'll have a look at it and see if we can do it always look for ideas. Um, you can find me on Twitter on the Trekway. Um, you can find myself and Grey on Gray's pod called Gray's Green Room. Uh, also, Twitter handle that. Uh, he's on YouTube now as well, once a month, and we do specials as well, like we do here. Uh, he's on good, all good p- podcasts and platforms, so is myself. Uh, and last yep. but not least, if you like gaming, we do come from the Extreme PC UK podcast you go to that website you'll find links in there and below so until next week thanks for coming along getting great and uh, do your thing mate and cheers bye-bye guys bye-bye Bye.